You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. At 59 years old, Archie Williams is one of the, probably one of the oldest contestants you'll find on America's Got Talent. And in this 2020 uh, season of America's Got Talent, Archie Williams uh, came on the scene and sang and 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 brought his story and his talent and sang all the way to the finals. Archie Williams was 59 years old and was incarcerated for 37 years for a crime he didn't commit. And he was finally proved innocent after years of pleading his case. Uh, he didn't give a, he didn't give in to the thoughts that hey just accept this is reality that that this is reality for you just accept it. He kept fighting for freedom. He had a faith that he could be delivered. And I would encourage you to to Google Archie Williams or, or go on YouTube and actually watch some of the performances he had from AGT from this 2020 uh, season. But even in chains, even in prison, Archie Williams had a faith that remained unchained. He believed his life had a purpose beyond the cell that he was in. He believed there was a purpose for him and it was a purpose that God had for him. And uh, he brought his message to the world. What keeps people from living God's purpose for them? Well, today we're starting this new series we're calling God Dreams. And God dreams of you living, really living. That's what it's about. God dreams for you. And over the next four weeks, we'll be looking at this character from the New Testament uh, named John the Baptist. And now we don't want to confuse John the Baptist with the disciple John. Uh, and it's widely kind of understood and accepted for the most part, that the disciple John wrote the Gospel of John and 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John and the letter of Revelation in the New Testament. But this is John the Baptist, a different cat altogether. We'll find a lot out a lot more about his story as we go over today in the next few weeks. But as we look at this person, John the Baptist, we may make some discoveries about ourselves. It's possible that we've been living what we would call a domesticated version of Christianity, and it isn't at all what Jesus did death and resurrection are all about. So we may find that we need to have our faith unchained. We need to be set free and we need to have the kind of faith that would lead us into that. So we're going to start in Matthew chapter 3 and I encourage you if you have a Bible to grab that, turn to Matthew 3 and this is going to be, this is very early on in Jesus' ministry. It's it's kind of before we really get Jesus out uh, gathering his disciples and, and teaching and preaching and really before we get to Jesus doing miracles and all the things that we know him for, this is kind of the, the very early days of that. And in Matthew 3, we start off, In those days, John the Baptist came to the Judean wilderness and began preaching. His message was, Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. The prophet Isaiah was speaking about John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. John's clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. People from Jerusalem and all over Judea and all over the Jordan Valley went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. And when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to, to, to watch him baptize, he denounced them. You brood of snakes, he exclaimed, who warned you to flee the coming wrath? Prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Don't just say to each other we're safe because we're descendants of Abraham. That means nothing. For I tell you, God can create children of Abraham 
from these very stones. Even now, the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I am not worthy even to be his slave or carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn, but burning the chaff with a never-ending fire." Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, as John came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy. So here's our big idea today. Faith in Jesus is meant to bring you to life, not to break your spirit. I've met a few people who, who seem to go about their, their faith, living out a type of life where, where religion is a big part of their life, but they feel like they just seem to have a broken spirit. But faith in Jesus isn't meant for that. Faith in Jesus is meant to bring you to life, not to break your spirit. So you are meant to have an untamed faith. My son Christian, and, and, and I told this story on him uh, in, the, in the previous message uh, that was on, on uh, you can't outgive God, and we were talking about tithing and, and those kind of things and making, making an offering. Um, and Christian, when he was seven years old, um, he, we were teaching him about tithing. We were teaching about saving, and so he would get a little bit of an allowance each, each week, and he would, we, we had a box where he put his, his uh, save amount, and a box where he put his spend amount, and a box where he, where he kept the, what he would take to church on Sunday and put in the offering as his, for his tithe. It was 10%. We taught him that rule, 10% for tithing. And he came to me when he was seven years old one Sunday morning and said, Daddy, I want to give all of my spend money to God. And he had this wad of, of bills, right, that he'd been having in his, his spend uh, box for a little while. And I said, well, you know, and this is, the, you know, I told this story before, but, but basically I said, hey, you know, why, would, why do you want to give all your money? I, I appreciate that that's a great gesture to want to give all of it to God, but, but and I saw this as a teaching moment, okay? Like, here's this moment where I can teach my son about how to be wise. And I said, uh, what, uh, if, you, if you give all your money at church, what will you do if you have something you need and you don't have any money? And he said, oh, Daddy, you'll take care of that for me. You'll, you'll take care of what I need. See, this is the faith of a child, like that my daddy will take care of what I need. It was untamed. It took me a while to get it. But what I was experiencing was an untamed faith of a child. And I realized that instead of unleashing a faith of that child, I was trying to tame his heart and trying to civilize his untamed faith. Why do we do this? We don't need a civilized faith. We need an untamed faith. Untamed is a pretty good word for John the Baptist. His clothes were, were made of coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather strap around his waist. And just for the sake of, of uh, information, that's not the normal fashion for this first century uh, culture. And he ate locusts. That's grasshoppers. That's, that's cicadas. That's bugs. And he ate wild honey. Now, if you're going to eat a steady diet of bugs, I guess you want something sweet to wash that down with, right? 
So John was completely different than anyone else. He was completely different than the religious folks, but he wasn't anything like the non-religious folks of his day either. If you ask me, I think John was just being himself. And when you're free to be who God created you to be, to those who have been domesticated by, by religion or by political correctness, you appear uncivilized. What that means is, like John the Baptist, when we come to God, he consumes who we are. When we come to God, he consumes who we are. He gives us life that is fueled by his presence. Jesus put it this way in John 10.10. He said, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give life in all its fullness. See, Jesus wants to give you life. His purpose for you is life. His dream for you is life in all its fullness. And you can't live as God intended, life in all its fullness, if you're restrained by selfishness and sin. Nor if you've been domesticated by religion. Now, people think it's strange when a preacher says, I don't want you to get religion. But I'd rather you get Jesus and the life he offers and make, make loving God and loving people your religion. Okay, that's, you know, if I said get religion, that's what I'm talking about. Get Jesus and get the life he offers and make loving God and loving people the religion that you have. Do you want to, to, to the, this life that you've always wanted? Do you want to live a life that's, that's, that's in its fullness? It's all the fullness that Jesus offers. I mean, I do. I want to be fully alive. Oren McManus, in his book, The Barbarian Way, put it this way. People who are fully alive look out of their minds to those who simply exist. And I would highly recommend that book, The Barbarian Way, by the way. It's where I got probably a lot of ideas that's going to come out in this series. Uh, people who are fully alive look out of their minds to those who simply exist. One of the greatest tragedies of our day is that a huge number of those who declare Jesus as Lord has become domesticated in their faith, and they're choosing just to, just to simply exist. See, John was about love, passion, sacrifice. He, he loved to live, and he lived to love. For John the Baptist, God was life, and his mission was to reconnect him to people. This is the mission of Jesus. The mission of Jesus can only be found by listening to the voice of his Holy Spirit and can only be known by those who have the heart of God. And with every step we take forward, guided by the footprints of Jesus, you, you are meant to have an untamed faith, an untamed faith with an unleashed message. Your life is meant to be an unleashed message. God dreams of you living your life as an unleashed message message. In 1324, there was a Scottish nobleman named Robert the Bruce, and he was declared the king of Scotland. And when he died five years later in 1329, his close friend, James Douglas, vowed to take the his embalmed heart, the embalmed heart of King Robert, uh, to the Holy Land. And when, when Douglas reached Granada, Spain, there was a battle that took place with the Moors, and it ended his life. Um, and, and legend says he wore the heart of his king, Robert, around his neck. And he, he flung it into the midst of his enemies, crying, fight for the heart of your king. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> fight for the heart of your king. And another account says that, that this, forward, brave heart, as ever thou want to do, and Douglas will follow his king's heart or die. Perhaps you've seen the movie Braveheart and you're familiar with this. What would your life look like though if you lived by this motto forward forward 
To belong to God is to belong to his heart. And God's dream is for us to belong to his heart and fight for the heart of our king. See, John's message, it was an unleashed message. Man, it, it was off the chain. This is there's nothing holding back the message for John because John belonged to the heart of God. His message was this, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. This is this is the message. To repent means to change the mind and so change the behavior. It's not all about, you know, following Christ isn't all about behavior change. It's about a complete mind change and when you, that mindset changes, the behavior will follow. It means a change of direction. But it's not a, hey, let me just tweak this a little bit. It's, it's to repent means to change direction 180 degrees. I was going this way, but now I'm following Jesus this way, the complete opposite direction. And when you repent of your sinful nature, you turn to God. Repentance is when you experience a true inward change of heart. And that will be revealed in your actions. And sometimes that takes time. Repentance is a turning, and sometimes that takes time. But in order to truly live forward and to live for the heart of your king, it begins with this true inward change of your own heart. John, he also unleashed the message that said, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And he went on in verse 9 to reveal more about what God's, what God's kingdom is really about. Don't think you're safe because you're descendants of Abraham. Every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. This was a very specific message to the descendants of Abraham at that time the people of Israel and Judah, it was about God's kingdom. However, however, we can understand this in our day as well. Don't assume that you're saved because of tradition or heritage. Don't assume that your tradition or your heritage will save you. Don't assume that you're, you're saved because of your religion. Okay, because you have a certain doctrine belief that you have, you have a certain theological stance that you take, other than Jesus is the subject. I mean, Jesus, that is the theological stance we have to take. That you can't assume that you have salvation based on any sense of entitlement whatsoever. You're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone. What that means is for those of us who embrace the cause of Christ, that the cost to participate in the mission of Jesus is nothing less than everything we are and everything we have. We live our lives with every step moving forward, and with every fiber of our being fighting for the heart of our King. God dreams of you really living this way, really living out an untamed faith, really living out your life as an unleashed message, and that message is about an unmatchable Messiah. Jesus says the uh, Jesus says that the subject of his message, I'm sorry, John says that the subject of his message is Jesus. He says, "I baptize with water, but someone is coming who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not worthy to even carry his sandals. He'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire." John is saying, "There's no what there's no one like Jesus. He is the Messiah the ancient prophets spoke of. He is the one who is revealed as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords." In the disciple John's account, in the Gospel of John, he says it was actually the next day that Jesus came to be baptized by John the Baptist. It's in John 1.29. It says the next day John the Baptist saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. St. John the Baptist, he saw Jesus coming and he called it out. Here comes the Lamb of God. Here comes the Savior. He takes away the sin, the sin of the world. And Jesus comes to John to be baptized, and John says, I'm not worthy. I need to be baptized by you. But, but Jesus said, 
we must carry out all that God requires. So, so John agreed to baptize Jesus, and there was this moment. that You wouldn't believe it if you had some faith domesticated uh, by life, but, but you have to have an untamed faith to believe what happens in this moment. The Spirit of God descending as a dove and settling on Jesus with a voice from the sky saying, This is my dearly beloved Son who brings me great joy. See, John the Baptist reminds us that the evidence that Jesus is the Messiah is that he baptizes us in both spirit and fire. The Greek words for the for this for spirit is pneuma. And the Greek word for, for fire is pur. And it's, it's, I bring up the Greek words because originally the New Testament was written in Greek. And so when we see uh, we read in English that Jesus is going to baptize us in, in, in the spirit, Holy Spirit and fire, it's pneuma and pur. And, and, and the word pneuma means spirit, but also means breath and wind. Jesus is going to will baptize us with his spirit. He will blow on us. He will breathe on us. His wind will carry us. And the word pur, which, which translates as fire, literally means lightning. Get it? Jesus, John says, I'm, I'm baptizing you in water, but Jesus is bringing wind and lightning. <laughs> the way of Jesus is not about earning salvation, nor the love of God. By focusing on what we have determined that God requires of us, that's, that's not what it's about. To follow this Jesus forward is to be guided by the wind of God, to light up like the lightning of God, to be ignited by the fire of God, to have the Spirit of God consume our spirit. See, it's, it's hard for me to imagine that Jesus would endure the agony of the cross just to keep us in line, just so we would be nice people. Jesus would go to the cross and die so we would just be nice people. No, Jesus didn't suffer and die so we could build safe havens for ourselves, but so that we might expand his kingdom. It's about a journey. It's about an adventure. It's about going forward and taking forward the kingdom of his love. See, we spend a lot of time and energy addressing this, this prison of sin, and it's real, and we're going to keep addressing sin, but, but sin is not the only prison. Sin's not the only prison. Some of us have been so just existing with a domesticated form of faith that we're not truly living as God dreams of us living. He wants to set us free to really live. See, these are dangerous times for the souls and the spirit of man, if I can quote Lord of the Rings. Our redemption can only come if we find the courage to escape the prison that we've created for ourselves. And perhaps the, your prison is, is, is this desti, uh, domesticated form of Christianity. Uh, faith in Jesus is meant to bring you to life, not break your spirit. So what are our next steps with this? Well, the message is the same today as it was for John the Baptist. Repent and turn to God. Repent and follow Jesus. You're, you and I, our next steps are to repent, to turn, to make a, make a turn to God and away from self, away from sin, away, away from mediocre Christianity. Turn from sin. If, if you have a sin issue in your life, if you have something in your life and you know, you know it's a detriment to your relationship with God, turn from sin and turn to God. If you have this, this, you realize in this moment, man, I have this, this, this religion. It's really, it's really kind of just an existence. It's not, it's not life I always wanted that Jesus talks about. Turn from this domesticated form of religion and turn towards God who dreams of you really, really living. 
Lord, we love you. I thank you that in these few short moments where we kind of touched on this this character, this person, this historical figure, John the Baptist. And Lord, may we find in his story um, uh, encouragement, inspiration, direction, help. Lord, that you would speak to us through this ancient uh, character, this ancient person, that we would be able to uh, have an untamed faith uh, and live with an unleashed, our lives as an unleashed message about an unmatchable Messiah. Jesus, you are unmatchable. You are amazing. You are holy and you are love. And Lord, we thank you that you call us your own. And so, Lord, we repent now. Lord, I pray that, that those of us who are uh, desiring to become more like Jesus would make that repent, make that repentance real in our lives, that we would make a, have a change of mind, change our direction, a change of heart, and turn to you to become more like you in every moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at AwakenChurchLA.